0: unveil your kingdom in our midst, show us who we truly are in you, expose the illusions that distort our vision, open our eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive the joy of your word, and live in peace of your spirit. Amen. Our first reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. Six days before Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, home of Lazarus, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Lazarus and his sisters hosted a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who joined him at the table. Then Mary took an extraordinary amount, almost three-quarters of a pound, of a very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She anointed Jesus' feet with it, then wiped his feet dry with her hair. The house was filled with the aroma of the perfume. Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, complained. This perfume was worth a year's wages. Why wasn't it sold and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He carried the money bag and would take what was in it. Then Jesus said, leave her alone. This perfume was to be used in preparation for my burial, and this is how she has used it. You will always have the poor among you, but you won't always have me. Then we continue in Exodus 20. I'm going to read through all of the commandments as we get to our commandment for today. Then God spoke all these words, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You must have no other gods before me. Do not make an idol for yourself, no form whatsoever, of anything in the sky above or the earth below, or in the water under the earth. Do not bow down to them or worship them, because I, the Lord your God, am a passionate God. I punish children for their parents' sins, even to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. But I am loyal and gracious to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. Do not use the Lord your God's name as if it were of no significance. The Lord won't forgive anyone who uses his name that way. Remember the Sabbath day and treat it as holy. Six days you may work and do all of your tasks, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Do not do any work on it, not you, your sons or daughters, your male or female servants, your animals, or the immigrant who is living with you. Because the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything that is in them in six days, but rested on the seventh day. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother so that your life will be long on the fertile land that the Lord your God has given you. Do not kill. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. The word of God for the people of God. Another simple one, we've come to the list of simple ones, don't kill, although Jesus made that more complicated, don't commit adultery, don't steal. What is stealing? I think the kids had a pretty good grasp of it. Taking what belongs to somebody else. Can we all agree that that's a fairly good definition of what it means to steal? So remember, these are commandments to govern how people were to live together as a community. So don't take something that belongs to your neighbor. Don't steal from them. Don't take anything that doesn't rightly belong to you. Seems simple enough. But a situation always comes up every time I do confirmation. A question is always asked when we start talking about sin. And it always goes something like this. Well, what if you're hungry, though? What if you're starving and you steal something from the grocery store? Is that a sin? And that usually starts off a nice conversation about what sin is. And my answer to that is always the same. No, I don't think that's a sin. I think if you're starving and there's no one there to help you and that's what you're forced to do to meet your most basic needs I have trouble thinking that God's going to hold that against you as a sin so even within this simple commandment of not to steal we find nuance and what does it mean to steal I think this goes beyond the simple statement of do not steal, though, and it causes us to start asking bigger questions. Questions like, what really belongs to us? What is really ours? You ever thought of that? What truly belongs to me? What is truly mine? Because that's the basis for this commandment, Right? the belongings of others, and not to take them. The Bible has a lot to say about this. If we go to the Psalms, the Psalms tell us that everything belongs to God. Everything, everything in the world and of the world, everyone who is in the world and of the world, belong to God. It would seem that the Psalms say that nothing truly belongs to us. We are merely stewards of it for a short time. There's the old saying, whenever you start talking funerals, that you can't take it with you, right? This idea that in death we're all equal. Nobody gets to take anything with them on the journey to the next world. Contrary to what the Egyptians thought, loaded up tombs full of things for the Pharaoh to take, all of it remained thousands of years later when it was discovered. Death seems to be the equalizer for us. So if we ask these questions about what really belongs to us and if we really take to heart what the Bible tells us about that that nothing really belongs to us that all things belong to God and God alone and that they're given to us to be stewards of for a time who would it be that we were truly stealing from? When we steal when we take belongings of someone else, who are we actually stealing from? We're stealing from God. We're taking what rightly belongs to God for our own benefit. And ultimately, doing something that weakens a community that can destroy a community of people. In thinking about this commandment and deep diving into these, which I've never done with the Ten Commandments, I've never read as much about these as I've read in the last several weeks, it got my brain spinning on a whole bunch of questions. Remember, I love questions, especially the ones that don't have answers. What does this mean about things like income inequality? I read an article, I think it was this week, and this spurred my thinking, but it said, Elon Musk, who's the founder of Tesla, in a single day, his net worth went up the equivalent of what it would take the average person 800,000 years to earn. In a single day. I don't think there's an easy answer to this, but I think it causes us to ask the question, what does this mean? For this idea that everything belongs to God and that we are not to take from another. Now if in your head you're starting to have those flashing warning signs that this is getting political, we don't like political sermons, this isn't political. This is trying to look at the world through the lens of the Bible and what the Bible teaches us and asking important questions like this. Is it possible that not stealing also includes hoarding for yourself? Is that taking from others in the process? If we are to truly live in a community with one another and make sure everyone's basic needs are met, if there are needs unmet, and yet we hoard for ourselves, is that not stealing? Is that not taking what belongs to God that we were given to be stewards of, to use for God's work in this world, and instead use it for ourselves? These are the kind of commandments that make me uncomfortable in the week or weeks leading up to them when I give a sermon, so I feel it's my duty to share my discomfort with you all every Sunday. In seeing how different people live in the world versus how I live, as humble as it may be compared to others around me, it is still vastly more than others consume. What does it mean to not steal? What does it mean for me, for my life, for how I follow God? What does it mean for us as a community? I don't have any issue with people having wealth. I don't have any issue with people working hard and earning a lot. But I think what this commandment reminds us of, that with that comes great responsibility. Because we are the stewards of that for a time, and God calls us to use it for the work that God does in this world. Remember, when people are asking in prayer for God to help them, for God to get them through, for God to find their next meal or their next rent check or whatever it is, we are the ones God uses to answer those prayers. It is us that respond to that small whisper of God's voice to step up and say, I can help. That's what it means to be a steward of what God gives us. So it's easy at first look to say, don't steal. I'm not going to take what belongs to anyone else. I think for the most part... We all follow that. But it goes far beyond possessions. I read an article a few months ago that there's an epidemic of pastors plagiarizing other pastors in sermons. You can go on the internet and find a sermon on just about any topic, unless that Bible verse is really rough, and then it's amazing what you don't find. But several prominent pastors at huge churches have had to take sermons down off their website when people point out that they're not their ideas. In colleges, they had to create a service that you could upload a paper to that would check for plagiarism because it was such a hard or such a terrible problem. So it goes far beyond stealing possessions, it goes to stealing ideas. stealing others' thoughts. And when we do that, by our actions, we say that we don't really care about that person. That ultimately, our needs and what we want are more important than them. And a community cannot exist where that goes on. For the record, I don't write out my sermons so I can't be accused of plagiarizing anything because I stand up here with nothing written out. And I don't read other people's sermons generally for that very reason because I don't want their ideas to weasel their way into my head and to come out without me suspecting it. But the temptation is always there. The temptation within us is always there to take what doesn't belong to us to hoard a little bit more for ourselves, to keep back, to dip our hands into the money jar and just take a few for ourselves. As we seek to live out our lives following God and being Jesus' disciples, we each have to wrestle with this because it exists within us. We have to wrestle with these big questions because that's what God calls us to do as a community of faith to ask big questions, to wrestle with things in our world that are so prevalent, and to speak out when we see the destruction that happens in our community because of them. Do not steal. Honor what belongs to God and God alone.